0: Welcome back to another Foolish Founders podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. So as some of you may know, Mars the Candy Company and maker of M&M's has recently announced that they will be replacing their iconic and lovable sentient M&M characters slash mascots with their new chief of fun, who is the lovable and iconic Maya Rudolph. Is she iconic? I think in some in some areas, I think, yes. She's in Bridesmaids, that's where I first heard of her, okay. and I love that movie. Um, but yeah, she. Oh yeah, now a- yeah, we trail off for what she's from. <laughs> <laughs> so no hate to Maya, but the iconic talking M Ms have been charming their way into our hearts and into our bellies since 1954. So they've been well established, and this is kind of like a jolt to the system. And people have expressed their uh, unhappiness with this news very loudly on the internet. So. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of it, but before we talk about the slightly upsetting news, we're going to dive into the history of M&Ms themselves and kind of talk about how the characters and all the different off branches have come to be. All right. So first, we're going to start talking about how they were invented. So and they have actual wartime beginnings. So Forrest Mars Sr., son of the Mars Mars Company founder Frank C. Mars copied the idea for the candy in the 1930s during the Spanish Civil War when he observed soldiers eating British-made Smarties. They're basically the UK and Canadian version of not-so- brightly colored M&Ms. They're still very popular today. Wait, aren't the Smarties just like a- it's like a Tums, but they're like little? Isn't that a Smarties? A Smarties is like an M&M, but like different colors. What the heck? (laughs) I'm like, no way! I'm looking this up right now. You're looking in the American version where it's like a little chalk. Yeah, it's like a Tums. So that's what they call rockets. They call them rockets, and then m are <laughs> <or> smarties. <laughs> so it oh, was like a weird... like Rockets? Rockets, yeah. Because I think, if I remember correctly, I think... So um, smarties, smarties, like the M&Ms in the UK, Canada... Um, Smarties and like or M and M's that was came first, and then once Smarties were invented, like the U.S. version of Smarties, the superior one. (laughs) There you go. Um, The the Smarties that we have, like they couldn't use that name in the U.K. or Canada because it was already taken by the M and M equivalent. So they're like, oh, we'll call them Rockets. Ew. (laughs) Any name would be better than that. Rocket. Any name. Yeah, it's just. It's not, like a, like, a pleasant name for a candy, I don't know. Like, maybe for one that was, like, Pop Rocks, that makes sense? Yeah, but, like, okay, yeah, chalk. Like, like, a chalky candy that, like, resembles Tums, and it's called Rockets. And, like, you take Tums because maybe there were some Rockets in your intestines, and now you're taking the Tums. You know, like, it's just kind of, like... Okay, yeah. It's so if not... I'm- Pleasant. <laughs> so, I actually, found um, a quick brief snippet of why it's called rockets. They were invented in 1949, so about ten, about ten years after M and Ms became a thing. Um, after World War II, the D family picked up some pellet machines originally used to manufacture gunpowder and munitions, and they used the same mechanism to create the candies. So, ew, so nice little tinny residue from pellets from the. the, the war. Uh-huh. He's- Candy residue, delicious. Oh, okay. Let's get back to M and M's. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's see. So the Smarties are chocolate pellets with a colored shell of what confectioners call hard panning. This is what M and M's uses too. Um, It's basically a hardened sugar syrup. That's what that white layer is over the chocolate, in between the color and the chocolate. And this is what prevented the chocolates from melting in their hands. Uh, Mars received a patent for his own process on March 3, 1941, and production of the M&Ms began in 1941 in a factory located in Newark, New Jersey. So the company's original name was M&M Limited. The two M's represented the names of Forrest E. Mars, Sr., the founder of the Newark company, and Bruce Murray, son of Hershey Chocolates president, William F. R. Murray, who had 20% share in the product the M&Ms. And the arrangement allowed the candies to be made with Hershey chocolate, as Hershey had control of the rationed chocolate at the time. So if they wanted to make any, you know, basically any commercial chocolate candy, they had to go through Hershey. Mm -hmm. The big boys. Big boys. Yep. Side note, have you heard apparently that, that basically all dark chocolate, basically all chocolate is contaminated with lead and cadmium? What's cadmium? Cadmium, it's uh, so like lead, it's naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. It's a silvery white metal. Basically, lead and cadmium are heavy metals that you're not supposed to ingest. Um, and so basically, all chocolate has this because I, I believe it's the cadmium gets soaked up in the roots of the plant. And then the lead is something with like the outer shell of the cocoa pod. And so like when it's not processed correctly... <laughs> You get more lead and cadmium in your chocolate. So, so actually, you're going to get it anyways. But like, if it's not processed correctly, you're going to get more. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. like, milk chocolate is technically technically safer than dark chocolate, even though though dark chocolate is supposed to have better health benefits. It's what like the health <laughs> benefits. You <laughs> lose a- weight because you're eating lead or something. <laughs> like <you're> now- <laughs> no. It's supposed to help with your heart or something. There's like more. I don't know. <sighs> weird, 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 weird. I don't know. If, if you get into like food science and all that stuff, if it if this even is food science, it's all it weird. It like, is. I've heard isn't like the color like the red dye and like Skittles or M Ms made out of like beetle shells. Yes, there's a. how yeah. oh, much number is it? it's like twenty something I think. Yeah. It's like just don't look into it. <laughs> <laughs> if you if yeah if you ever want to eat again, just don't yeah just don't look into. Them ingredients in food. No. Don't do it. I I just recently never had seen it before, but just recently watched how hot dogs are made. Oh, yeah, that's not a great one to start. And it looks <laughs> very weird. It was very weird. Yep. Makes you not want a hot dog. I could still eat one, but it was just really disgusting and weird. I okay. feel like chicken nuggets <laughs> are kind of made the same way, but not as bad like weird parts. Yeah. It's yeah, chicken yeah. nuggets. It they're still kind of like processed and mushed together chicken. Yeah, but it's just like, like they throw. Yeah, they throw like the chicken parts and gizzards and stuff into like this, you know, probably crusher, and then goes, you know, makes like Jabba the Hut looking blob, <laughs> and then from there, like goes into this little like dinos, like dinosaur mold, and then you know, like breadcrumbs are put on it, and then it, you know, you put it in the microwave or whatever, the toaster oven, and then you eat it delicious sort of, same, so, sort of the same thing with the hot dog, except for there isn't a dinosaur mold they're put into like the <laughs> it's, just, it's just That would be kind of odd eating a dinosaur-shaped hot dog.
1: It's like <sighs> you're eating
0: a, yeah, no, moving on <laughs> So, I actually looked it up So, the natural red four is the dye made of carmine beetles. So, and it's used in basically all your cosmetics, too Yay! Yay! Fun as long time. as it's not lead. <laughs> yes, don't eat lead. Lead okay. on my face. <laughs> yes. So the M M&M and M company's first big customer was the U.S. Army, which saw the sweet invention as a way to allow its soldiers to carry the chocolate in tropical climates without it melting. So during World War II, M M&M and M candies were exclusively sold to the military. So the resulting demand for the candies caused an increase in production, and the company built a new factory. Um, a little farther away in Newark, New Jersey. Um, and it remained there until 1958 when it moved to a bigger factory in Hackettstown. In 1978, a second factory was opened in Cleveland, Tennessee. And today, production is pretty much split 50-50 between the New Jersey factory and the Tennessee factory. So, There's a Cleveland, Tennessee. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. That's yeah. Just, those kind those things like throw me off. It's like... Um, Paris Peristex. Yeah, Paris. Yeah, Paris, Texas. And yeah. then, what else is there? There's one in Canada or something like that. Like, I gotta look it up. <laughs> There's one in Ontario. What is it? Which one is it? Is it like oh. Minneapolis or something? No. Is there like a Paris, Ontario? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, good thing. Oh, there is a Paris, Ontario. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So be careful where you're booking your flight to. You can end up in Texas, or you know. Oh yeah! Canada. Don't you want to see a classy Eiffel Tower with a big old cowboy hat? Oh, and some giant boots. Are there boots there? Oh, I have no idea. But it's Texas. Oh. So, I, I mean. was like, because they have an Eiffel Tower in Paris, Texas, but it yeah. has like a cowboy hat on the top. It's like, oh, I didn't know that part was real. I knew they had a yeah, tower. Yeah, that part's but real. They- <laughs> That's why you threw me for a loop when you said oh, cowboy I- boots, and I went in my head, I'm like, did they add like? weird boot, like four boots to the base or something like it's wearing four boots please do that that's amazing so (laughs) weird okay okay moving on so in 1949 m&m's introduced the tagline melts in your mouth not your hand but it does melt in your hand the the candy coating does not the chocolate but then if the coating melts won't the chocolate (laughs) melt too like, eventually, but it's more so, like, when I've held them in my hand that long, it's, like, the, the color, and then it just okay. barely starts to get to the chocolate. But I think I, I must have the most, like, the hottest, sweatiest hands, then. Because yeah. <laughs> I just cook them. Oh, delicious. Not really. What? That's why I just kind of, like, like, um, like, like a, like a, like, what is it? Like a like a buzzard, or, like, a, I just not a toucan, like Ooh. a pelican. I just kind of, yeah, I just, like, gulp them down. From the hole in the bag. Delicious. One of the things I really liked when I was a kid is i heat them up in a microwave slightly so they'd be melty on the inside, but still have the crunchy shell. Just put them in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it melts everywhere. This way you get, like, a warm, melty treat with a crisp outside. But it's like, where'd you put it? Like, it's on the plate? or no, like a bowl? a bowl. In a bowl. Okay. I'm not a heathen. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> melting M&Ms in the microwave is kind of towing the line. Hey. There's worse things, but okay. <laughs> Alright. So in nineteen fifty a black M was imprinted on the candies, giving them a unique trademark. And then the M stamp was later changed to white in eighteen fifty four. And it was made in eighteen fifty-four. Yeah. Oh, sorry, was that nineteen? It was supposed to be nineteen. Apologies. Nineteen fifty four. Sorry. And the white M was made out of asbestos. I hope not. It, there's no I don't think there's any way for it to be but No, I don't think so. <laughs> the powdery substance. Alright, so peanut M&Ms were introduced in nineteen fifty four, but first appeared exclusively in the color tan. So not as fun as regular M's. I I think I like that better. Just tan? Yeah. Just boring tan. Hi, tan's a good colour. Yeah, tan's, tan's like a foundational day. color. I like it. Okay. Fair enough. It's like a nice, like stern not stern, but like Stern, stern hug, like stern a stern hug. handshake. <laughs> it's a foundation. Okay, fair enough. You know, it might not be as fun, and whatever is the green and the red, but you know, mm-hmm. it's it'll be there for you in times of yeah. need. Give you a hug or yep. a firm handshake. You know? Yeah, yep. The m then decided to get fancy with it and added yellow and red and green. A few years later, yeah. So in 1976, the color orange was added to replace. The red, which was discontinued in response to the red dye scare over red dyes number two and four, having been discovered to be carcinogenic in nature. this is like this huge thing, so they pulled the red dyes and made it orange instead for a while. could not you say red dye had the beetles in there, or is before the beetles? This is red dye number four, which. Yeah. Because yeah. it was red dye. Okay. So I'm not quite sure if it's the same exact this stuff. This is pre beetles? Probably pre beetles, because if this these ones, you know, discovered to be carcin carcinogenic, then I honestly don't know because beetles the carmine beetles have been used since like the beginning of time to color things red. Oh, so no. there's a I read that article too that like they've been kind of going back to this and studying these dyes and like seeing if they have like conclusive evidence to make them for sure carcinogenic. Oh but no! Still inconclusive, so there's no oh, like no. solid no evidence. So it could still be, and we're still eating it. So I haven't eaten them in years. So oh, that's good. But yeah. I'm sure you've used like lipstick or you know yeah. eat another. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anything yeah. else with red dye. <laughs> yeah. Um, see. So although M&Ms were made with the less controversial red dye number forty, the public was still wary of any food dye being red. So even back then like they didn't use number four or number two they they used number 40 but still like because everyone was so afraid of the red dye red okay yeah they're just like nope cut it (laughs) fair enough and then red m&ms were reintroduced in 1987 and they've stuck around since then see so when um m&ms first came about and until like the i think it's 2000 year 2000 The milk chocolate M&Ms were actually called plain (laughs) (laughs) M&Ms. It's a very recent change in name. And they changed it. So like originally they're just M&Ms. And when they Mm -hmm. added the peanut brand or the peanut flavor, uh, they said, oh, we need a little name for them. So they called them plain M&Ms. Peanut and plain. Peanut and plain. Yeah. Good marketing. Oh Yes. And originally M&Ms were actually sold in little paper tubes, which is kind of cool. Like, I wish we could go back to that. But that just that kind of reminds me of um, at the bank when you need to, <laughs> you know, for your coins. And they yeah. give you those little and cart- those little tubes. Yeah. But I think these are closed on the ends, though. Aren't the, isn't the money? No, they're open. But that's how I, like, close it. Like, I push the end that I haven't used all the way to, like, close it so it doesn't fall out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think these have, like, little caps on them, though. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> the fancy added luxury that the bank doesn't give me oh yes for five cents all right so in the 1980s m&ms were introduced internationally to australia canada europe hong kong japan malaysia and the united kingdom and then in the early 1980s m M&M m royals were released with an advertising campaign that said now chocolate's got a whisper of mint and they were colored pale green or brown and were marked with the crown rather than with the m&m's logo m Those like mint M and M's though. Mm -hmm. Those ones are really good. They are delicious. I love them. Yes. So also during the eighties, M and M's released seasonal color mixes with special symbols. For example, red and green with Christmas trees for Christmas, and pastel colors with bunnies and chicks for Easter. And they still do this today. Yep. It's something that started then and continues today. Unlike the mascots. (laughs) We'll get into that. So in 1991, peanut butter M&Ms were released. The peanut butter versions, you guessed it, had peanut butter inside of them. They had the same color scheme as the rest of the varieties. In 1995, tan M&Ms were discontinued to be replaced by blue. So until then, there was like a mixture of like red, orange, green, and tan. Old trusty tan. Old tan. Yes. So they replaced it with blue. To introduce their new color, the Home Shopping Network televised up a promotional video for the blue M&M. Producer John Watson became the first man to wear the famous blue M&M suit. dance around and advertise the little blue M&M. On the home shopping network? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the 90s. So, <laughs> during the 1990s, Europe first began to adopt the M&M's brand name. And at the before that, they had two other well-known brands, basically the same thing, but they were called Bonitos and Treats. So Bonitos were B-O-N-I-T-O-S, and they're basically just M&Ms with little faces on them. And then Treats are T-R-E-E-T-S, and they're basically the peanut M&Ms, but just covered in chocolate with like a hard shell. They didn't have any colors or fancy M stamped on it. And are these knockoffs or are these like um, M&Ms brand, but they're like the European brand? I believe, yeah, I believe it was the M&Ms brand, but they just marketed them differently. I believe that's what it was. Got it. Yes. And then in 1996, Mars introduced M&M Minis, which are my favorite. And they're the superior M&M in my opinion. Uh, the smaller candies are usually sold in plastic tubes instead of bags. They still are today. Mm-hmm. I've and swallowed the- so many of those, though. <laughs> it's just whole? Did not you? Yes! Oh. They're so small! <laughs> I've swallowed so many. Yeah. Yes. Some on but- purpose, mostly not. <laughs> I just like toss it back like a shot They're so small like i know like if i get the minis i would always just like shove them all in my mouth you know okay and then I... you know some of them sometimes some slip away <laughs> okay fair enough huh. yeah they're my favorite they have like the perfect ratio of crunchy to chocolate it's
1: a delicious. lot of crunch
0: yeah delicious and then crispy m&m's Another favorite of mine were released in 1999. They were discontinued for a while in the U.S. in 2005, and then in 2015, in January, they returned to production in the United States. What's crispy? What's what's that one? Is that the the pretzel one? No, those are delicious as well. No, crispy was just like um, like a rice crispy, like a puffed rice surrounded in oh, (laughs) like a crunch bar. Kind of, yeah, just individual crisps. The rice, yeah, puffed rice. Now yes. I want frosted flakes. Oh, delicious! Ray's looking at me like she wants something, it's scaring me. It's probably frosted flakes. Yes. Oh, she. I discovered that she likes um, pita chips and tortilla chips along with her saltines. She, I was like, she, <laughs> I gonna say, I was like, she's been upgrading her palate. That's good. Pita yeah. chips, Ray. My pita goodness, pita ooh, we're getting you've been fancy. watching Rachel Ray on the. Ooh, ooh Rachel Ray. It's, ooh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to get into some marketing. And there's been a lot of marketing tactics, and some stranger than others. Uh, So yeah, so over the years, marketing has helped develop and expand the M&M's brand. Computer animated graphics, personification of the candies as characters with cartoon-like storytelling and various merchandising techniques, including the introduction of new flavors, colors, and customizable merchandise, has helped to increase the brand's recognition as a candy icon. So, pop culture fun fact. In 1982, the Mars Candy Bar Company rejected the inclusion of M&M's in the new Steven Spielberg film, E.T., the Extraterrestrial. So they turned this down and they would regret it because their competitor, Hershey, took the opportunity to showcase the Reese's Pieces, which is similar to to M&M's but contains a peanut butter filling with the film's blockbuster. Blockbuster success, Reese's PCs sales dramatically increased, close to about like 300%. So it was like a oh gigantic... Oh my gosh, they needed yeah. like... It like flew off of their graph. Oh yes, <laughs> it's like one of those little, wow. little like, wire extension things. Those yeah. Reese's PCs though are so good, but I never... I I don't see them as often on the shelves as I do M&M's. No, I think it's a marketing thing because M&M's you got the cute little jolly cr- creatures. Uh, Not anymore. Guys. we'll we'll see we'll see if that's the real thing yet but yeah it's i think after et they kind of fell behind on the marketing and Uh, yeah that's right he does have the that's what like his little snack that et likes to eat Uh uh-huh there's little posters that say et's favorite candy reese's pieces and he's eating reese's pieces et's so creepy though (laughs)
1: like i thought
0: he was creepy looking as a child and i think he's creepy looking as an adult yeah, I remember watching it as a kid and I was terrified of like when he's in that tunnel, like the bubble tunnel. Oh, he's like sick? Yeah. Yeah, I that part of his step-up be... was like kind of frightening. Yeah, I couldn't Why watch it. Why does he have blue eyes? Makes him beautiful and angelic. Okay. Yes. And friendly. All right, so moving on to some other marketing campaigns. Between 1982 and 1987, Eminem's slogan was, All the world loves Eminems. Except eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hates them. He likes Reese's Pieces. Uh-huh. So in 1990, M&Ms exhibited at New York's Eric County Fair, a life-size fiberglass cow covered with 66,000 M&M candies each adhered by hand with the M logo of each candy facing outwards. According to the website run by the cow's designer, Michael Adams, the stunt earned Eminem's Mars about $1 million in free publicity. Because it was reported on Newsweek Magazine, as well as the New York Post, UPI, and WABC-TV, and Live with Regis. Exactly. <laughs> so there's actually... I ha- I'll leave a link to the video below if you guys want to check it out. But there's actually a clip of Regis adding the last M&M to this cow. And I see this whole, everyone's like, oh, yay, congratulations, this giant cow, life-size cow, covered in M&Ms. It's odd, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. And then having, like, Regis filled and like, add the last M&M? <laughs> yep, he's just like, oh, look at this, we add some, this glue, and you go, ooh, and everyone cheers, and yay. It's weird. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, yay! Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, in 1995, the company ran the M&Ms color campaign, a contest in which participants were given the choice of selecting purple, blue, or pink as the color of the new variety of M&Ms to replace the tan. No, <laughs> Kendra says no. Keep the tan so the announcement of the winning color blue was carried on most television networks and news programs as well as the talk shows of david letterman and jay Leno. yeah it's a huge tonight like the late night shows talked about this yeah jay Leno. <laughs> i used to watch that show and was like, you hear about this you've heard about this <laughs> yeah you've seen this have you heard about this <laughs> yeah So as part of the contest results, the company had the Empire State Building lit up in blue. That's how they kind of like revealed, oh, it's blue. That's cool. But you know, the Empire State Building seems to light up for anything nowadays (laughs) because like uh, like yesterday, last night, they lit up the Empire State Building, which is in New York City, Mm -hmm. with the colors for the Philadelphia Eagles because the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And... A lot of people were not that happy with the Empire State Building. Because, yeah. you know, that's your rival. That's a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> <It's kind> of, <laughs> did they do it for the Chiefs, too? What? No, just the Eagles. That's weird. That's yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Opa, mm-hmm. no, no. Fopa. Mm. A lot of, pe- a lot of people were like, "Tear that trashy heap down!" You know, oh it's probably goodness. a joke. I hope, but you know, I hope so. I think it's funny. <laughs> Get that ugly building out of the skyline. <laughs> oh man. So although the financial details of the deals were not disclosed, and neither was the campaign's effect on the sales, one marketing book estimated that the company collected millions in free publicity because of this color stunt. Yes, because it raised everybody's awareness of the minims again. So in 1996, Mars produced Christmas-themed advertisement for the candies, which the red and yellow characters brought into Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. And have you heard? So basically, they've been running this ad it's the same one. Yeah, it's over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And Hershey decided to make their own version. Um, that's the bells, the Hershey Kiss bells. Oh, that one's been run ever since yeah. like the early nineties as well. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of did same the thing. San- but like the M M&M and M characters with like Santa, like that, That's, that's like a. It's a that's classic. A fa- that's a classics. famous commercial. That's an i. That's more of an iconic commercial than Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maya Rudolph's about as iconic as that. Dump of a building, the Empire State Building. <laughs> I don't know if I can put that in there without getting the backlash, so moving on. It's a joke! Yes. Come on, the Empire State Building is leaps and bounds ahead of Maya Rudolph and the Eminem characters. Okay, so in 1998, Eminems were styled as the official candy of the new millennium, as MM is Roman numeral for 2000. Oh, that's very smart of them. Yeah. So this date was also the release of the rainbow M&Ms, which were multicolored and filled with a variety of fillings. They should come back with those. That'd be delicious. I'd, I'd buy it. Yes. Oh yeah. So this I messed up the slide, but yeah. Here's a that's a picture of the cow. I already don't like it. It has like <laughs> orange demon eyes. I it already does. don't like it yeah it's fun and then yeah so i'll leave a link if you guys want to check it out sure i have I'm, i will watch it later <laughs> when, <laughs> there's, when there's light <laughs> when you're gonna be haunted by this cow's eyes yeah okay so now we get into the lovable characters so early black and white adverts advertisements for the m&ms were in started in 1954 they featured two talking and anthropomorphic m&m characters one plain and one peanut diving into a swimming pool full of chocolate. And I'll leave again a link if you guys want to check this video out. It's kind of cool. Um, But like the plain M&M is a lady and she like is sitting on a diving board or something. They're talking about like dipping into chocolate and having a crunchy coating. And then the peanut one like is a... Yeah, the peanut one dives into the pool of chocolate and gets covered in chocolate and then puts on his chocolate coating. It's weird, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) Ew. That then would you be, have, like, us diving in, like, a thing of, like, skin, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being like, yeah. I want all this skin on my body. Let me Ooh. put all this skin in. <laughs> just, Then you have a suave talking man, like an actual man on there that's showing you the packaging for the M&Ms. Yeah, it's, it's a commercial. It's a commercial. <laughs> it's a commercial. It's kind of cute, but also kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay, so the first incarnation of the characters in the CGI was made in 1994. Um, And it was a celebrity campaign which had the M&M's interacting with the celebrities, asking them which color was their favorite. Yeah. So this campaign was created by Blue Sky Studios, which I believe actually closed down recently. I thought that, didn't they do real, like that movie? Blue Sky? Yeah, with like the little toucan thing. I gotta Google this now. (laughs) It's a parent, but yeah. Anne Hathaway or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I gotta Google this. So they made like Ice Age and stuff. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh it was Blue Sky Studios for Rio, yeah. Woo. Yeah, it says they de- they were defunct in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And they actually, oh. um part of their closing thing, they animated Scrat, the little <gasps> squirrel. Oh he got his acorn. He gotta eat his acorn finally. Oh. So that was cute. So, what else did they do? Robots? That was that one creeped me out, but I also like it. I was like, Yeah, I thought you liked that movie. Kind um. of um. <laughs> spies in disguise i don't think i've heard of that one horton here's a who i saw that one that one's got like jim mm-hmm. carrey or whatever the so, peanuts yeah. movie they made a movie yeah i, think it was pretty I mean research. i know they have like a, a thousand you know tv <laughs> specials but i didn't know they made a movie, movie. animated one yeah huh. okay so in 1995 is when like basically all the Eminem m colored characters kind of came into the cgi realm Um, They've had a bunch of different voice actors voicing them. Um, The characters include the cynical and sardonic red Mm -hmm. um, mascot for milk chocolate or plain M&M's. Let's see. So the peanut butter and crispy M&M's and the happy gullible yellow peanut M&M were all voiced by the same guy, uh, John Goodman. John Goodman did that? Yeah. Other mascots were the cool blue voiced by Rob Pruitt um, and he was also the mascot for the almond M&M, uh, the, the blue one, uh, the seductive green, um, which is actually kind of controversial. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a whole thing, I guess. So apparently green's personality was a reference to the 1970s urban legend that green M&Ms were aphrodisiacs. I did not know this. This is weird.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um,
0: and then there's also an anxious orange character who's come back as, like, different, um, representing the different flavors. I think there was for Crispy and then also Caramel, I think. And he's had, like, little side characters. So, like, um, for, the, for the pretzel M&M, there's, like, a little pretzel ball. And it's, like, f- telling the, yeah. um, the little pretzel ball is telling the M&M, like, don't worry, it'll be fine. And the M&M is, like, freaking out because he do not want pretzel inside of him. It's weird. Oh. Yeah, that was icky. I remember that. That was really like it was like who in the heck is running this? Yeah, it was weird. And other mascots that were introduced but are no longer used now are Almond, the original green guy, Orange, which was a female peanut character, and a Chocolate Bar, voiced by Phil Hartman, uh the first non M&M character that was always gets foiled or outdone by Red and Yellow by being melted because it doesn't have a chocolate or er, a candy coating. As mm. so like a chocolate bar um, and then the Swarmies for M and M's mini candies, which I think is kind of an adorable concept, um, which were per- portrayed as destructive yet crafty troublemakers, f- from which whom um, red and yellow are always trying unsuccessfully to contain. So the minis are like rambunctious children. Swarmies, yeah. All right. So female M M&M and M mascots were introduced in 1995. Green was milk chocolate, and tan was peanut. And then marketing discontinued tan when they introduced then the new blue mascot. So when the whole blue thing was announced, they mm-hmm. took away the female character, brought in cool blue. So then green was the only female Eminem mascot from basically 1995 till 2012, when Eminem's unveiled a new ad- additional spokes candy, Miss Brown, uh, the chief of chocolate officer. That was her title, chief chocolate officer. So during a Super Bowl ad for Super Bowl 52, red. Was transformed into a human after finding a lucky penny and wishing that he was inedible, and as a human, he was portrayed by none other than Danny DeVito. <laughs> I remember that commercial. <laughs> I Do too. Yeah. All the good, all the best Super Bowl commercials have Danny DeVito in them. Yes, it's, tr- it's tradition. Mm-hmm. It I've did. never eaten at Jersey Mike's. I can't even have <laughs> Jersey Mike's, and yet when I see a Jersey Mike's commercial with Danny DeVito in there, I want to go eat there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, but yeah, no gluten. All right, so I don't know. So now, recently, actually, Eminem's has created, like, little monologues and more of a personality for each of their colors. Aww. So I did find all of their... I don't know if we want to go through all of them, but on their website, they have, like, all their questions. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> so go we can through all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Do they red. have names? It's just are just, like, red? They're just the colors of their name. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, red, cool blue... Cool um, blue. What's what yeah, the, the one? That's, that's a dumb about. one. <laughs> so, Red's quote is I instinctively know I have great instincts. He's and he's kind of like what, the cocky, like, yeah. leader one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he like, the, he's the dick. Yeah, he's a little shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> did you just call a candy? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, haven't they been through enough, <laughs> Katrina? They're dead and now you're... <laughs> All been fired. Yeah. They've been fired. <laughs> okay, so then they gave them, like, questions. So, do you enjoy your celebrity star status? Does a fish enjoy water? Or a lion enjoy lioning? See, he is. He's just a little dick. Yeah, he is. <laughs> What's your best quality? If I had to pick one, I'd just say it's my charisma and my smarts. And of course my humility my smarts my smarts my street smarts oh yep what's your worst quality i'm a perfectionist oh my god i hate that <laughs> everybody puts that when in your resume they're like what's your biggest weakness and then you're like um oh, my biggest weakness is that i'm a hard worker um that's not a weakness though but like, like to an extent it can be but like my weakness is I'm a perfectionist, so I have to have oh. everything perfect before when I'm working. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, the pet peeve. That's my yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, but I probably have done it before too. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, it says I'm a perfectionist. I can't help but be perfect. And directors I've worked for tell me with tell me it's a curse. So yeah, it's a curse to work with them. I guess. All right. Favorite meme of all time. I've been in a lot of memes. It's hard to pick my favorite. Good answer. Good answer. Golf clap. Okay, moving on. So Yellow, his quote is, my favorite thing about today is everything. Oh, look at him with his little high tops on. Yeah, he's cute. Wait, do they all wear high tops? They have different shoes and we'll talk about green later <laughs> this is okay. part of the controversy oh yeah i remember that it's was from weird. like a while yeah that was weird it was very weird weird, weird. <laughs> so what would be the first thing that you would do if today was your last day well i guess the first thing i would do is wake up oh my god <laughs> <laughs> any pet peeves Well, I have a pet fish and a pet rock no peeves though are they hypoallergenic i'm surprised he knows what hypoallergenic <laughs> means <laughs> favorite color I know this is probably obvious, but aquamarine and oh, an Easter color. If you pick any other career besides being a spokes candy, what would it be? Ghostwriter. I love scary stories. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Now we get into the anxious orange. Uh, he says, "I find your lack of concern extremely concerning." <laughs> <laughs> this poor candy so favorite way to unwind i don't understand the question <laughs> are you an optimist or a pessimist i'm positive something will go wrong at any moment i think this is like a college student yeah. <laughs> it literally is yeah favorite knock knock joke an expected knock on the door is nothing to joke about And unexpected true that is true <laughs> and can't leave the house without panicking <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Orange. She needs help. Damn it. Honestly, though, if we took a test of who we were most like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us would test to be Orange. You relate to Orange, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I bet there's a test like that. We should take oh, it. Oh god, I don't want to go <laughs> because there definitely is going to be one. There is. There, yeah. All right, now we get to the. I think the newest one, Purple. Not new anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing yeah, this yeah, the rest I know. Of the episode. <laughs> Your quote is flawless? How about flaw more? I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> so best advice you could give teenage, your teenage self? Dance like no one's watching. I don't like her. <laughs> Until you realize someone is. Then stop immediately and pretend a fly was just attacking you. So dance and then pretend a fly was attacking you, apparently. Dropping her in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking out all the purple eminems for you gonna yeah, like fling them in the toilet <laughs> no. After <Okay>. I go <laughs> <It was laughs> <out the paper. laughs> so nasty. Okay. Workout routine. Does running late count? No. Ask your cardiologist no. <laughs> <laughs> Most embarrassing moment hard to pick they seem to keep one-upping themselves and so relatable i relatable is that why they made her they trying to do yes. like the like the taylor swift like i'm such a relatable like, yes down home <laughs> like you know down girl yes this is exactly why they made purple yeah is she I'm voiced it. by taylor swift no <laughs> okay do you believe in second chances yes and a third and a fourth and a fifth one too no <laughs> you gotta stop no. Move on Sorry, Where's purple. the sassy green one I like the sassy green <laughs> that's one It's my favorite This one Okay So green says I'm too busy shining to throw shade See This I like her because it sounds like the introduction to a real housewives <laughs> show Cause you know how they all have their little lines Yes they do Yep That's, that's a good one I'm yep. sure one of them have stolen it before And was like I can't put it <laughs> myself Probably what's your best quality being a hype woman for my friends Mm -hmm. i think we all win when we see when we see more women in leading roles so i'm happy to take the part of a supportive friend when they succeed why can't she just say i want to win i don't know (laughs) hidden talents unfortunately being inexplicably lifelike is all i have to work with What does that even mean? I don't know. She's a giant (laughs) anapomorphic candy. What does life like mean? I don't know. Why did they take her sass away? They kind of did. They mellowed her out a lot. Yeah, like, why does the red one get to be a little dick? And then she's, (laughs) like, her thing is like, you know, like, oh, I'm supportive for my friends. I like to watch my friends win. Why can't she win? I think, so, like, they took away her high heels, her sassy heels, and they gave her Converse. And well, that's more practical. But It you is, know, yes. They took away her sass, too, with those heels. That's just not... Just women stupid. can have sass without high heels. Oh, yes. Women can have a lot of sass in <laughs> Converse. And vans, fans, yeah. I'll go put mine on right now. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> so, any past transgression, transgressions that still haunt you? Nothing haunts me. My motto is live and learn and move on. They mellowed her out. Yeah. They mellowed her out. I don't like it. Now we get. Now we get to Brown. So not bossy, just the boss. She's kind of the sassy one now. So she's the girl boss now. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So what's she? Also has heels. So I see that. Yeah. So what's your worst quality? Being able to pretend I have one. Okay, so she's the dick. She's the. She is. (laughs) I got it. Okay, she's the new one. All right, I got it. What would be the first thing you would do if today was your last day? I'd answer interview questions like this because honestly, it seems to slow time to a crawl. It's very interesting <laughs> that green must have gone through a lot of therapy to mm-hmm. be able to grow that much. Yeah, I think so. A lot yeah. of years. Good. They should have done like campaign about that <laughs> therapy. Yeah, Eminem therapy. Yeah, yep, it's a YouTube short. Self work. <laughs> It's a good thing we shouldn't be making fun of. It. Good Honestly, thing. it is, yeah. but you, it's you know. A good thing. Yeah. yeah. So now the last one we have is cool blue oh, it's almond. Does. It's it an is- almond. Almond, yeah. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know it's if I've almond. had one. Almond MMs are delicious. I love them. Huh. <laughs> Basically, all of them are. Anyways, uh, he says, "I woke up like this." Uh, yeah. So if you meet anyone in the world, dead or alive. Who would it be and what would you say to them? I'd rather meet people who are alive. With dead people, you really have to carry the conversation. What were your dreams as a child? My dream was to be happy. So it's a delicious irony that I am always blue. He was a child? <laughs> yes, he was a mini Eminem. <laughs> okay, So do you suffer from sleepwalking? I'm not big on multitasking. So when I sleep, I sleep. He's kind of boring. Honestly, he's boring. He's a little boring. I kind of so. glazed over. <laughs> the last one until that part where it's like you were a child once, and I went, "What? Uh, what? Yep." So now we get into current Eminem lore. So in January 2022, Mars announced plans. Wait, wasn't it 2023 or no? Well, this is like a little bit ago. This is another thing. This is a year ago. Okay. Yeah. so mars announced plans to alter the design of the m&m's characters the company announced that the aim of this was to change the uh, aim of this change was to make their characters more representative of a broader array of human personalities and personal backgrounds so that's why they like watered down green and then like gave brown sass and stuff yeah
1: but it it's like it.
0: it doesn't make any sense because if you're still gonna have a sassy one yeah keep it as green yeah, like it's weird. Make Brown have the come to juice moment or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, she's a boss lady. I feel like she'd be a little bit more like like stern, but you know, not as sassy. Bosses could be can be nice, right? I yeah, no, it should be. But you it know. should be oh, yeah. <laughs> sociopaths. <laughs> So among these changes is the adoption of more casual clothing for green and brown m both of which are generally interpreted to be female characters. In September 2022, they introduced a new purple m M&M voiced by Amber Ruffin, who first appeared in a commercial singing, I'm just gonna be me. And I did not like those commercials. They annoyed me. I don't know if I remember that. That's okay. <laughs> if I, do I see commercials anymore? It's like I stream everything. Do I see commercials? I don't think so. Unless you're on like YouTube or something. I'm on YouTube, but I don't. I can't. I get ads for YouTube. Like if I look up something <laughs> on Google, I'm gonna get the yeah. YouTube ad. Oh I'm yeah, i just gonna are. get it. They're yeah. selling my information. <laughs> yeah, they are They're selling it. <laughs> So referencing criticism surrounding the changes from the conservative media outlets, the company teased a Super Bowl 57 commercial in January 2023 by making a, quote, fictitious announcement that the spokescandies were being retired and replaced by comedian Maya Rudolph. So originally they didn't sound like they were making it up, and then everyone was like, no, bring him back, this is bad, and then they're like, okay, just kidding, Kind of. So they, so they're gonna bring the characters back then, or it's undetermined. We'll see. And then also, Eminem's acknowledged conservative outrage over the last year's green Eminem's shoe change as the reason for indefinitely suspending the use of the Spokes candies in a tweet slash Instagram post, which I shall read now. <laughs> so America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved Spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Which was the last thing M&M's wanted, since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies, And in their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on. The beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun- to create a world where everyone feels like they belong. And welcome Maya to the next slide. Yes. She is the chief of fun. The and then also the and I also leave a link to a video of her explaining like her new role as chief of fun and how she explains the M&Ms are no longer called M&Ms. They're now called my and yas. M-A and Y-A. My and Yaz. I think you can actually buy these packages too. Really? Yeah, they had her face on it and like M-A-Y-A on different ones instead of M. <laughs> oh, my god, I look for those. That's funny. <laughs> it's actually funny. So yeah, so Rudolph told Today.com that she is, quote, thrilled to represent the brand in a Super Bowl ad on February 12th. Quote, I am a lifelong lover of the candy and I feel like it's such an honor to be asked to be part of such a legendary brand's campaign. An M&M spokesperson confirmed Rudolph's first appearance as its spokesperson will be during the Super Bowl. Okay. So I'll make sure I'm looking I'm I'm on the lookout for her. Yeah, I kind of exactly. was the Eminem candy character person. The cough. <laughs> the chief of fun. The chief of fun. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like so when I first saw this, I thought they were being serious. And then someone in like the Instagram comments or whatever, they were like, Isn't the Super Bowl coming up? i hope this it's is for the Super Bowl. okay so that's what i'm hoping because the m&m candies they're the spokes candies are too iconic just to rebrand everything you can't take them out so yeah then they can't show that commercial during christmas again for the umpteenth time <laughs> yeah that's true instead it'll be maya rudolph running into santa <laughs> that'd be interesting to use this same exact <laughs> commercial but just yeah. sort of like her you know, cgi awesome. her in That'd be, that'd be creepy. I don't think I'd like that. I'd like it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Let's burn the M&M empire to the ground. One, two, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So some resources that I used for this podcast are m Polygon.com, Today.com, um, History.com, Wikipedia.org, and NBCnews.com. Ooh. Ooh. And their Instagram post. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was when I first heard about it. <laughs> I'm still in the mood for Frosted Flakes instead of m and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair. Sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah. Tony the Tiger is closer to my heart than those M&M things. <laughs> <laughs> is your childhood like favorite cereal? No, it's Lucky Charms. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or actually, Captain Crunch. Oh, that well, that's the good. Two. Captain Crunch isn't even a captain. No, he's not. Yeah, Lucky Charms. Magellan Captain Magellan Crunch. Captain Magellan Crunch. <laughs> Alright, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening to another Foolish Wanderers podcast. If you have any suggestions for any future episodes, we'd love to hear from you guys and please send them in to FWPlisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcast from, including this place that you're listening to right now. And if you'd like to support us, I mean, the best way to support us is by listening to the podcast, so thank you for listening. But if you'd like to do a little bit more, we'd appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a five-star or four-star review. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fonders, for listening. We'll see you guys next time.